1: Hello everybody and welcome back to the Triple Jump podcast. It's a video game podcast. My name's Ben. And my name is Peter. Hello Peter. Hello. This is our first proper show of 2020. Yes it is. 2020.
2: 2020. We did one uh, last week as usual but it was um, Game of the Year. Yeah. Special.
1: Game of the Year for 2019. If you haven't listened to that yet or watched it Mm. and you want to know what the patron voted Game of the Year is...
2: And our own personal ones, too.
1: And our own personal ones, too. Then that's how you can find out. Let's mm-hmm. go back and <laughs> and watch that. Just go and
2: <sighs> watch it, you <sighs>
1: lunatics. Watch it. Peter, we have a sponsor this week. We do. For the podcast, as we do every week. Uh, these... Yep. Fine sponsors, totally legitimate,
2: uh, very well-paying sponsors. Wholesome, ethical companies. Yes. Uh, this week, we're sponsored by Umbrella Corporation. Okay. Pharmaceutical uh, giant. We all love farms. We all do love farms, yeah. Um, they, uh, they, they've they asked us to plug their, their third product that they've just recently brought out. Okay. Um, in the past, they've done an excellent hemorrhoid cream. Yes. Um a, I'm a big fan of that one. Yeah, a really good herpes treatment which I can attest to being wow. a miracle worker. Yeah, yeah. Um this third one uh, that they brought out, uh, it's called um Idiot cream. No, no, it's not. Oh, okay, I'm still I'm waiting for that one. Oh, sorry. Well, that might be the fourth, the fourth product. Okay, it's waiting. part of the Resident Evil brand. I do like that one. Yeah. Yeah. Um it, so this 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 new product that's come out, it's Resident Evil 3 uh, d- uh n- Resident Evil Three never cyst. Okay. Um, do you have a problem getting cysts all the time? Always. Yeah. Always. Just use get a bit of the Resident Evil Three never cyst cream. Mm-hmm. Um, pop it on the the area where you get your cysts. Yeah. Maybe around sort of your big horsey teeth. Your big old your, horse teeth. Or your sort of wrist, your wrist willy.
1: Yeah. I'm sorry.
2: Yeah. You, you know, from the game, he's got that weird the wrist willy flesh vine.
1: And when it when it works on it yeah you're the nevercyst cream, yeah, you can go, oh, that umbrella corporation
2: aren't they just a bunch of stars, stars? yes, you can, you can, and you can Wonderful. say to yourself look i've i I sometimes get medical ailments, but neists, yeah, never exactly.
1: Cysts. it's not going to stop me from living my life and here's a Here's a montage of me sort of skipping through fields eating and salad eating salad, mm-hmm. and there's the the sun is shining, and I kiss my my uh, sort of elderly wife. On yeah. the forehead, and we smile, and we just sort of sail off into that We own a boat as well uh, in this your, montage. Push your grandchild on a swing. Push your grandchild off a swing. Off a swing. Off a swing. Oh, into the into like some kind of big lake Onto with the sharks in motor it. Of your boat. Yes. Yeah. And then there's sort of, but everyone's still happy because the side effects of nevusist are of course hallucinations. Hallucinations. Yeah. But that's not real, isn't it? The oh. side effects are actually zombification and death because that's not a real sponsor, Peter. And sorry, and, and cysts. Loads of Never cysts. Never cysts, it causes cysts. Yeah. Uh, the real sponsor for this show, as, it, as is the sponsor every week, mm. are the wonderful patrons over at patreon.com forward slash team triple jump. If you support us at any tier, including $1, we've seen a real uptick over the Christmas break of people joining us, hopping on patreon.com forward slash team triple jump. We're and, quick on the uptick. Yes. And and that's that's fantastic because it means that all of those people can submit questions for the podcast. Mm. Of course, there are other tiers available that we'll talk about at the end of the show uh, where you get different rewards, like worst games ever early. But oh. just $1 or however much you're willing to give uh, gives you access to the weekly podcast posts. and You well, just not- need to leave your podcast in the comment, uh, your podcast, your question in the comments below.
2: Not not however much you're willing is there a one dollar minimum on patreon well yeah it's Can one dollar 99 cents no okay. i think it's one dollar is the minimum okay well in that case you are absolutely right and i, I retract
1: this statement. seems this seems like a weird thing to to sort of pick a hole in right now petty it's really yeah. petty speaking of petty people mm-hmm. earn arrowsmith was so sick of not being married to jess that he just went ahead and married, Jess. Revolting. Really disgusting. Hope you're married. I hope you're married. Uh, they, they were hope both, you're not married. They were, bo- they were both big fans of idiots, and also uh, they both watched Triple Jump as well, so we just want to wish them a, a very a very congratulations, happy merry
2: wedding. Welcome to the world, Jess Arrowsmith. Yes. You sound a bit less like a Lord of the Rings character just than an Arrowsmith, but... Uh, yeah, just Smith sounds a bit more... Sarah like, Smith. Yeah. It's very exciting.
1: Congratulations,
2: Congrats- guys. to lions.
1: to lions. We've got our first question here, Peter, from... Please, please call your
2: child triple jump. Carry on.
1: That's okay. I got halfway through that sentence before you needed to add that.
2: Well, because we were nearly... We, you were moving away rapidly. I like, <laughs> you had to
1: Quick. flag the bus down. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> question one comes from Harold Bobbert Hawking, which is a great name. Harold Bobbert Hawking. Would you like to tell us what Harold has to say?
2: Harald. Uh, Harald... Good English name, Harold. Bobbert is the best name. Yes, I do uh, like Bobbert. As a young'un, I grew up around the corner from a video rental store that occasionally sold video games. My brother bought God of War, I think number two, but I don't remember for sure, and around ten minutes in, a cutscene saw Kratos stab an enemy in the chest and pull up, tearing the enemy in half, mm. to which my mum promptly forced my brother to return the game to the video store immediately. I was wondering if there was ever a game that one of your parents wouldn't let you play. Uh, no, I don't know if
1: you were like me, Peter, mm. in that you were always in awe. I mean, you had you had cool video game uncle. I did. Next door, yeah. So maybe it's slightly different for you. But it I, is. I was never allowed to play the, the Some certain games, right? My parents were quite strict. About what I was and wasn't allowed to play, in that they wouldn't, they weren't well informed, but they certainly, you know, I wasn't in a position as a child to buy my own games. Mm. So when I went to go and buy a game, they were with me because how else was I going to get to town? Right. Uh, So. I couldn't really do certain things. I've got a whole thing here about GTA, but what were your parents
2: like in regards to games? Well, yeah, my... I mean, you
1: had Resident Evil. You told an anecdote about grandma letting you play Resident Evil Four. Well, yeah,
2: but I was like thirteen. Yeah, was a, fourteen. Was a... but, yeah. Uh, I so yeah, I did have cool video game uncle who was probably about our age now. When I was it's a cool age. Yeah, like very cool age, six or seven. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I would I would go around to his and play. Some pretty violent, scary video games. Um, I remember... I think I've talked about it before... Jute Nukem: Time to Kill... Which is not necessarily one of the better Jute Nukem. games. Sounds violent. But it sounds violent. And uh, there was a deathmatch mode in that... That we would play. It was sort of my initiation into deathmatch. And um, there was a mechanic in that game... Where if you killed each other with anything explosive... You would just get completely gibbed. Like your body would break into bits that had blood coming out of them. You would like get smeared up the wall. Obviously, this was like PlayStation graphics, but it was, it seemed semi-dynamic. It wasn't just like a stock animation splat. It was like, I think actual bits of you would go in different directions. Wow. Um, I remember that quite vividly and it didn't really bother me very much. Uh, but basically, if I wanted to, any scary or violent game that I played up until about the age of, 11 or 12 I would have to go next door to my uncles and play it there right and he, there was very much an idea of don't tell your dad that we're playing this game um, okay but I you know I knew full well that like I couldn't have GTA for example I think my parents also weren't that well informed but they would probably heard about one or two games on the news right um, actually no I say that we had GTA we had one of the top down GTA games on our PC okay um I when I was, like, 8 or 9. But they're, like, not so violent. I think they do technically have blood in them when you run people over, but it's so low res. That You're it's just not. detached
1: from it all. It's like running over ants. Yeah,
2: exactly. But, um, no, they they wouldn't have let me play, like, GTA 3 until I was, you know, until later on in life. Mm. Um, but then when you hit 12, they were like, yeah, now, now's the time.
1: Yeah, well, I, Get I, I had...
2: Get him on it. At about age 12, I had GTA 3. I had Resident Evil 4. Uh, I'm trying to think if I had anything else, but yeah, yeah, not not so bad really. It's mind blowing yeah. to me. GTA was the big one. I wasn't allowed, mm-hmm. um, but
1: my my. Until about what age do you think? Well, I'm I'm going to get there. Oh, right, this okay. is a whole journey, right? My uh, my cousin did have the GTAs, mm-hmm. and you know he had the he had the like the. I'm going to make it go. I'm gonna, we're going to go a bit blue now. Are you ready? Oh yeah. He had the he had like the, uh, <clears throat> the uh, porn pornographic posters up on the wall. <gasps> yeah, it's very it try to transformative experience visiting my cousin's house. He's oh, only a year oh older than me, yeah. um, and so I used to go
2: there. And he had he was allowed GTA. Uh, do you mean is this? Set, do you mean GTA pornographic posters? Or no, you just had actual porn. Just had posters? actual okay. just, You know, just uh, la- lady chests
1: and such. Why not? You know, yeah. posing around cars because apparently
2: that's what the girls go wild for. Yeah. Vehicles. They do. They love to sit on cars, naked, and hay bales.
1: The hay bales are particular a particular favorite of women. I yeah. must. I mu- all women. I must say, all women. Strangely, not planes.
2: What, yeah, sitting on nap. planes? Sitting on planes. Well, it's Can't really do that, isn't it? They're, They're quite high, aren't they? Yeah, imagine just sitting on the wing of a Boeing 747. You need a special sexy ladder to get up there. You need there. loads of hay bales to climb up.
1: Anyway, the point is yes. that my cousin was allowed cool adult things when we were in our early teens, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I wasn't. And so I used to go there and watch him play San Andreas and uh, Vice City, and I was just in absolute awe. I never wanted to play it. I just wanted to watch it. Mm-hmm. Until I reached the point where I did want to play it. And then we discovered that GTA San Andreas had split screen um, that you could... It wasn't really split screen. It had like co-op at certain areas and you could load in. I don't even remember that. But there was it wasn't split screen so you, it was sort of like the early Lego games where you had to stay right. on the same screen so the camera was almost impossible to follow. Mm-hmm. And then when we inevitably both wanted to be in jetpacks and fly around, it was practically unplayable. Yeah, Because it was just the pulling the camera in so many different Trying directions it couldn't do it. A jetpack. Um so what I eventually did when I properly got into games and started reading magazines and stuff, I was very excited for GTA 4. On PS3, mm-hmm. and um, I couldn't buy it myself, and I couldn't, you know, I, as far as I was concerned, I still wasn't allowed to play it. Right, and uh, and so what I did is I got my when my friend pre-ordered it, I gave him the money and got his parents to pre-order it for me as well.
2: Wow! So well, and they knew that they were pre-ordering
1: it for you, basically. Yeah, I, th- I don't think they were that first. You know, some parents are very hands off. Yeah, and it's. Uh, Quite a cha- quite different, really. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Quiet phone. Oh, excuse me, hello.
2: It's not normally even got sound. Is that your is
1: that too. your cool grandma saying? Do you want to play some more Resi Resi Four tonight? Yeah. Um, yeah. So he pre-ordered it for me and then brought it in and gave it to me and then I just sort of started playing it at home. And from that point on, it just sort of became normalised. And I think my parents kind of gave up. Yeah. They never said a word about it. But I remember the turning point being when I f- got my first debit card mm-hmm. and I could buy things on the internet yeah and i remember going on play.com and just pre-ordering a load of 18 rated games i was like this is it i'm not even 18 i'm 16 i've got a debit card and look I can, at me i can buy things online this is it i've got around the system there's no way that anybody can ever catch me out for this
2: i don't know where i got my copies of gta i know as i say resi was a gift but i don't know where i got gta 3 because that is an 18 i think
1: Probably, right? My parents, they're all A-teams.
2: Yeah, my parents would not have bought that for me. I think they just tolerate... Like, I just acquired games and they tolerated the fact that I had GTA now. Right. Um, I don't know if I would have got it... I did have another uncle who had a PS2 and would he would occasionally just give me his games when he was done with them. So I okay. may have got got it from him. But uh, G- uh, Which one? GTA, GTA 3. 3, right. Yeah. So That is a 3D one with prostitutes in it. That's that you, the first 3D one. Yeah. Um... So yeah, I I think I may have just been given that one um from an, an adult. Mm. Uh but yeah, yeah, not sure.
1: There we go. It's always I mean, unless you live in a very cool household, it always it's always sort of seems to be a coming of age thing for a lot of people who enjoy games. Mm. Sort of the the day you remember being able to actually buy adult games yeah uh, and also getting away with playing games you shouldn't have mm-hmm. when you were younger on and as i've spoken about before horror games i didn't want to go near but the, the games where you run over the prostitutes in the cars yeah get the money wanted, back. yeah i wanted to play that great that sounds like great fun mm. thank you very much for that question harold let's move on to a brand new section it's brand new for 2020 yeah never done it before okay no 16. one has ever done it before no and if they say they have they're telling a big stinky lie right in your right in your silly gullible face. They're lying. They're lying, they're to, you. They're lying to you. What is it, Peter? It's called. Oh, this oh. a bit weird. Yeah, the the fluffy muffs on the microphones—they're just they've just been spit on for years. <laughs> it's called what we play in. It's time for what we what we play in. Mm-hmm. I nearly called it something else. There, that would have been copyright infringement. We've trademarked this. We haven't. I played a lot because we didn't do this is basically the first what we play and we've done of 2020 since the last show in mid December.
2: It is. If you'd asked me last week, I would have said nothing because I didn't oh, play anything over Christmas. Chrism. I didn't take my console with me, so oh, you know, inconsolable. But you you did have access to two consoles, didn't you? You took your switch.
1: I took the switch, and, and I buzz. took the And then you also came and back,
2: yeah, back here bef- long before we. Uh, yes, got I, back to work, I, so. I came back up to
1: Newcastle pretty much as soon as I could get away with coming back up to Newcastle.
2: Hit me with a list of things
1: you played. Are you ready? Yes, I played, and this includes the last week as well. Actually, I played Borderlands Three last night because they've balanced the Maluan takedown event that they've added in. This is a proper live service thing, uh, where it's just a. A really, really hard end game raid, basically. Right. And it's stupidly difficult, and it's just not very fun. So I didn't uh, didn't finish it again. Got further than I did when it first came out because, as I said, apparently they balanced it, and mm. it's weird. They said it will remain balanced until the end of January.
2: I'm I don't going know to if, unbalance it.
1: I don't know if the event then goes away or what, but it's just they've they've been doing lots of tweaks to character builds again, and I don't know why because. Mm-hmm. As we've spoken about before, they've, they have they said that they don't want to... Unless it actively inhibits other players' enjoyment of the game, which, you know, these things don't, mm-hmm. then, then they wouldn't touch it. But it seems that that's all their priority is, is just sort of buffing and debuffing certain builds and characters and skills and stuff. So I just feel, I don't know, it's difficult to find a good build that you like, because as soon as you get one that yeah. you feel is strong, it gets debuffed and it's That's not even versus multiplayer so it doesn't it doesn't hurt anybody yeah so it's really annoying and i just wish that you know that they're they would kind of leave it alone and just balance the game <laughs> in accordance but anyway so I've, i gave up on that not gonna probably not gonna finish that oh, okay um it's going to remain balanced until till the end of i don't know if that means the events ending said. or if they're just unbalanced yeah. i don't know i don't know anyway uh, after party i spoke about that on the yes on the Game of the Year show. Mm. Fantastic game. Really, really enjoyed that. I think I'm going to go back to it again soon. I've got The Outer Worlds, which was also one of my favourite games of last year. Mm -hmm. I am two trophies away from the Platinum in that. You've been streaming it, haven't you? I have. I need to finish it on Supernova difficulty. And then I'll unlock the trophy for hard as well. And that's the last trophy I need is to finish the game on the Supernova difficulty, which is, as it turns out... Really bloody hard. It's, that's why it's called Supernova. Yeah. I it's got not called Piss-easy mode. No, Piss-easy. Piss-easy. I got, Adam Piss-easy, I got a a uh, a companion. I got two companions mm-hmm. uh, in separate points in the game. They both lasted about a minute oh. because there's permadeath with companions on Supernova difficulty. Oh, no. So they, they both just sort of had a fall and then didn't get up ever again oh. and took my gear with them, which was really re- just so sweet. I loved that. Uh Alien Isolation. Oh. I played for the first time over the weekend. Not too spookums for you. Well, I was extremely drunk right. and I wasn't really playing it properly. Mm-hmm. But it's a very good-looking game. Yeah. And I'm sure if you play it properly it's very good. Mm-hmm. I, but I didn't play it properly. So at some point I'll probably I might play it properly, but I don't know.
2: You thought if I play this with enough tongue in my cheek i won't be scared
1: i'm overflowing with tongue quite Mm
2: -hmm. frankly there was
1: too too much tongue uh modern warfare the new call of duty yes played that by which i mean i've just played the campaign really enjoyed it Mm -hmm. goodness me it's it's very uh very realistic in that it doesn't seem too overblown or far-fetched it feels sort of very grounded in reality and quite real at times in a way that's a bit unsettling
2: yeah i've heard it described as edgy yeah Uh, in that reality is edgy i suppose well yeah like (laughs) i guess gritty is a better word but edgy was is a word i've heard used Uh, i've not really seen much about it this this latest one but uh Mm. yeah i've heard that it sort of pushes a few boundaries it does i guess which is saying something for call of duty given that you know there was that one where you shoot up an airport Yes, um,
1: but it felt almost cartoonishly violent. That yeah,
2: no, exactly. But this is this in a different way. Has
1: you opting in or opting out of of uh, sort of torturing someone right. in in quite an unpleasant way? So it's, I think it's really good. Mm-hmm. I, I really like that the performance of Captain Price in particular is is astonishingly good. In my opinion, it's a it's a gorgeous game in that the the facial capture and performance capture is really impressive, mm-hmm. and uh, I think it has a mission in there that rivals my favorite mission, as is the favorite mission of a lot of people from the original Modern Warfare, all gillied up mm-hmm. in this one. It's called Going Dark. Okay. And you have to sort of sneak your way around a compound and interrogate. Uh, it felt, felt a bit Metal Gear Solid, to be honest. Oh. You had to interrogate Stuff. various people and sneak about and you had Captain Price providing Overwatch. And if you didn't do, like if you didn't spot someone on your left or whatever, you just hear a thing. And then he'd snipe someone for you and then just go, God, that guy, you missed him on the left. Oh, nice. And I was like, that's cool. This is cool. I feel like a real, I mean, a bad soldier because yeah. I didn't see him. But it's cool. I thought it was a really fun mission. And, uh, I, it, you know, the game's like six hours long. But uh, I, I would like some more, please. Right. I thought it was very good.
2: As as uh, Oliver Twist said, I would like some more, please. I would like some more, please. More? More. Yeah, I would. Please okay. provide more for me. You want more?
1: Yes here's some more thanks resident evil 5 i've played through that for the first time to completion in co-op is it good no no (laughs) it's uh thing is i prefer resident evil 6 which i've also started playing through Mm -hmm. uh, which i've played before um just because it's that level of bad Mm. in terms of the game isn't the game itself isn't bad it doesn't like stutter or it doesn't control poorly um it's but just, it's, it's not, it's the death of survival horror, basically. Yeah. But it's, uh, Resi 6 doesn't have that horrible sort of brown filter over it. Yeah. The piss filter, which
2: a lot of people called it. Um, it is just sort of yellow, brown, and tones yeah. in between mostly on uh, Resi 5. It's, it's, it's not the nicest game to look at.
1: No. But then you've also got the fact that they've sort of carried over the, the clunky, tanky controls from, Resi 4 while moving in a more action direction. Mm. So it can at times feel really unwieldy to control um, just when there's a lot going on. Yeah. Whereas Resi 6, it's really refined and it just feels like a third person shooter. Mm-hmm. Resi 6 plays really well. It's just a dreadful Resident Evil game. Yeah. Uh, so I've been playing those two as well. And I'm glad I finished Resi 5 because that's one ticked off. I've now done Resi 1, 2. 5 and 6. Oh, nice. So I, I, I've, I'm, I'm slowly getting through them. But not 7. No, absolutely the not really 7. Scary no, one. absolutely not 7. But In there VR. we go. That's pretty much my, my big old stack of games that
2: I played. Okay. The thing that I remember most, about, I've not played Rosie 6, um, yeah. but I'm aware that there's a bit inside a sort of parking lot, like a low multi-story car park, low ceiling <sighs> one, and there's a bus on its side the double decker bus on its side that if it was standing up it wouldn't have been able to fit inside the yeah. building it's <laughs> so it, someone has slid it in on its side that's my favorite
1: part of that game yeah it's the, it's the double decker bus in the multi-story car park <laughs> how did it how did it get in there i don't, I don't know they built
2: it in there. zombies yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah if you build it they will come um well i've been playing a little bit of gamage as i said i didn't play anything over christmas then we came back and we did. Fortunately, did a podcast where I didn't have to talk about what I played. Between now and then, I've played the game that I streamed, and I played a game that I'm currently streaming, and we also recorded some content on it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and other than that, th- there's just been like maintenance issues at my flat that I have <laughs> just like made me not really want to sit down and play a game. Mm. Um, but we'll get into that on podius or something. Yeah. Uh but so yes, we finished Little Inferno. I finished that on um on stream. Mm-hmm. That that has like a a wild weird ending uh where, you know, the entire game takes place with you looking at just a square where you're just burning stuff inside this on a shelf effectively. Mm-hmm. Uh and then I mean, spoilers for a game that's several years old.
1: You, you're about to break my heart. I am about spoilers. to break your heart, yeah.
2: Okay. Um, you end up burning four things together, four special items, which causes like your entire house to burn down. And then suddenly, for the last ten minutes of the game, it's a side-scroller. And you're this like little boy wandering through the streets, talking to people going, ''My house burned down. What am I going to do?'' And you, like, head to the company who provided the furnace to, That's like, so make weird. a complaint. Yeah, and it's really, like, uh, I don't know, it's, it's I was going to say artsy. It's not really artsy. It's uh, got a strange kind edgy. of... No, not edgy. It's not edgy at all. Edgy. Um, Is there a torture scene in it? Oh, if only. That would have really made it a to- uh, an A++ game for me.
1: Does it transition smoothly into the beginning of Little Nightmares?
2: Well, it's that kind of thing is what I'm. It, Unsettling. Is, yeah, it's got a weird unsettlingness to it. Um, but uh, at the same time, kind of enjoyable. It's like, have you seen um, Edward Scissorhands? No, but I'm familiar. Right. Well, right with, at the end of the Edward man. Scissorhands, there's this shot of him uh, in his. He goes into this old mansion on the hill and he's on his own and he's just like carving this ice sculpture. And there's this weird like choral soundtrack just going. and it's just him like making snow as it like cascades down the hill and it's that Mm. weird sort of i know he's a good guy and he's not going to get me but i'm also a bit scared of him
1: yeah, I also wish that he wouldn't come out of the mansion ever again. Yeah. It would be easier for me in my life if I never had to see him again.
2: And that's exactly what the end of Little, uh, Little Inferno is, is that yeah. everyone around you and your player character is like largely quite friendly, yep. but still weirdly unsettling in, in a strange way. Um, other than that, Rosie 4, at time of release... ...of this podcast. Ooh. I streamed that at the end of the week. Yeah, you um, did. Did you have fun? I don't know, because at the time of recording, I've not done the stream, but... But... We have played it for an undisclosed video that's coming up. Mm. played the first little bit of it. God, I really like that game. But... Yeah? The HD version... Yeah? ...on PS4... <laughs> the controls are markedly different to what they were on help gromit 2. help gromit There's, what have you actually done with the controls you've really flip flopped up the controls so that's taken some getting used to um but yeah uh other than that love that game you love had a great story. time love the setting love the I, I like the part
1: of your stream where you did a uh, flip
2: yeah you Good. want to see Peter do a flip? I mean, you can actually sort of do a flip when you jump out of a first floor window. He can. I mean, he's just, he's very extra, isn't he, Leon Kennedy? Leon, yeah, All he the could time. Just sort of carefully descend. Nah, but no. Nah. Do
1: a flip. Twitch.tv forward slash team triple jump if you would like to see our VODs. They're up there for 14 days. So that's uh, two, that's that's one and one week in case you couldn't it do is. the mathematics. It's half of two fortnights today yes yeah. yeah so yes so if you would like to uh, catch up on the vods week to week make sure you go there twitch.tv forward slash team triple jump they're archived there you can watch them in full i believe there is a, an app available for twitch on most uh, sort of home consoles and devices if you watch them on your tv uh, and you should be able to access them through that and TV. watch them back because we're no longer uploading them to youtube apart from the thursday streams or, which will go on YouTube because that's where they are anyway yeah they we just stick them back on unless it's heavy rain in which case they shove it full of licensed music and we have to cut about half of it out the because it gets copyright
2: struck of drunk people falling around the room yeah, going
1: to the dance people club dancing. and doing a dance basically whenever there's dance music David Cage has picked the worst music he could possibly find. And we even remark, like, this music's bad. I bet we get content ID'd for it. And we do, every time. So then we have to take it down, edit it out, put it back up. Then it finds another piece of music, which it couldn't find the first time. Take it down, put it back. It's a nightmare. It's like they didn't design Heavy Rain to be streamed in 2000 and whatever it was. Every time.
2: Every time. It happens like this if you cry every time. every Tim. Tim. Ever ever Tim. Blimey. Well, it's time to move on to the next question. This question yes. comes from Alexander Waldron. It's a good name. Would you like to read it, Ben? It's your turn. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, it's not. I did the... Did I? No, yeah, the, no, I did. You said the guy's name, but, and yeah. then I read the question. Oh, wow. We're just sort
1: of... We're just tag-teaming this, didn't we? are just tag teaming this thing. Yeah. Right? we are just handing it back like like a baton. 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 Gentlemen. Long-time follower. First-time interact. Uh, question mark. I've been a fan of yours since the name Red, Red Undered days. The question... I'm curious, is there an item of food or drink from video games that you wish was real? Personally, I would like to try a Skyrim sweet roll. After all, anything that warrants a crime spree must be good, right? <laughs> Keep up the excellent work, <laughs> Alexander, thank you, Alexander. Sorry I made you sound like, a, like an idiot. That was my fault. Keep up the excellent word. <laughs> Let That's me what guess. it says there. <laughs>
2: Someone stole your sweet roll.
1: Well, we, both of us have tried a sweet roll. Gotta say...
2: Yeah. Not that
1: great, Alexander. Uh, The icing
2: was all right, but I think I would have just preferred a spoonful of icing. Yeah, it was very
1: buttery, wasn't
2: it? Uh, We put a bit too much butter in it. Mm.
1: We should obviously take the opportunity to plug a show that we do called Main Menu, where we recreate video game foods to the very best
2: of our ability. Yeah, which is not... Not to the very best standards, just to the very best of our ability.
1: Yeah, it's it's a very low bar to clear, and yeah. somehow we 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 do not clear it. No, at, at any point, ever time. Um, in fact, at the time of recording, at the time of release, we've recorded a couple of episodes yesterday. Yeah, uh, which will be sprinkled out in the next couple of months. So. Sprinkled, like sprinkled.
2: like garnish at the end of a lovely main menu. Yes, uh, like garlic dish. at the end of like the, garlic, like an
1: extra fifties worth of garnish. Garlic
2: and chips, um, video game foods. I mean, if you'd asked me about sort of animated TV foods, I would have given you a list as long as my how long my tongue is hanging out thinking about teenage mutant ninja turtle pizza. Oh and all the other things. Blimey. Uh but I got a fair few fair few gaming ones too. You
1: got a fair few gaming
2: ones? Thought it could start start healthy, have some fruit. Um that's bad. It is bad. But <sighs> Yeah. I find that video game fruit in any game that is remotely stylized and non not just photorealistic just looks so juicy and b- brightly colored and fresh. You're talking about the Wumpus? Wumpa's is one of them, yeah. Okay. Wumpa fruits look delicious and very... They've got a lot of flesh on them, Wumpa fruits. Yeah. There's a lot to a Wumpa fruit.
1: I like to think that there's a really an equally
2: big core inside with loads of pips. So it's just a really thin skin yeah, around a massive it's core. it's deceptive. It's a very disappointing fruit. But even the noise it makes when he picks it up, it's like... Oh, just, yeah, that's a different one. Sounds like a nice big mouthful of peach or something. <laughs> delicious. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Wumpa fruits. Uh, fruit Ninja... They're all very juicy fruits, mm. aren't they, on your phone? That's true. They look really good. Yeah. Um but also, are you aware of Net rose, Yeah, that's the the PlayStation dev kit. Yeah,
1: that's the that's the sort of consumer dev kit people could buy for the PS1. It was yeah. really cool. It was a black PS1.
2: And they used to release uh little um like mini game, indie game things that people had made on demo discs mm. from like PlayStation magazine or something. Um there was a net year game that's, like, fairly popular on the net year scene <laughs> uh, called oh. Blitter Boy. It was this sort of, like, not isometric, but, like, third-person, top-down sort of view of this little boy. And yeah. all he does is he walks around an arena and shoots ghosts, right? Okay. But now and then, new weapons drop in. And there was a weapon that dropped in where you fire... It's a very cartoony-looking game. You fire these little multicolored blobs, and whenever a blob hits a ghost a giant fruit plops down and goes like, onto the ghost. And you can actually walk over to the fruit and pick it up. And I don't think anything happens. It just disappears. But it was the biggest, most colourful, juicy cartoon fruit ever. Mm. Mm. It looked so good. It made me want to be healthy. Did it? But then I'm going to immediately eat a Sims 1 pizza. Okay. Uh, And then just because I've not had enough cheese as a lactose intolerant person. Yep. Screw your sweet rolls. I want a Skyrim cheese wheel. Oh, that's a very good point. Big yellow cheese so much cheese. More cheese than I know what to do with. How many
1: bearing in mind the size of the cheese wheel. Mm. And we know that that's at least that's at least four or five of you stacked on top of each other for, oh, yeah. a, for a for a Skyrim cheese wheel. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm just thinking, I'm just trying to picture in my head how many how many packs of Jacob's cream crackers would it take oh. to actually get through that if you were having reasonable reasonable amounts of the cheese wheel on each cracker?
2: I thought you were going to say if you were having reasonable trips to the toilet. Yeah, <laughs> if,
1: if you were eating it on... You might as well just cut out the middleman and eat it on the toilet. Yeah, might as well just put it down the toilet. Might as well just flush it. In fact, just throw it away. Uh, but, but if you've got your crackers yeah. and you're having a reasonable amount on each one, it's it's the, the biscuit box has come out. The cheese really, and biscuit
2: box has come out. You're making this sound way even nicer. It wasn't. Now it started out just a cheese wheel, but, but how, now Jacobs cream crackers. Th-
1: because now I'm just picturing in my head. I remember there's a scene, isn't there, from Wallace and Gromit where he opens his cupboards and it's full of yeah. those those iconic crackers. orange and and black diamond... Yeah, sort of decorated. He's just got a whole cupboard full of crackers, and I think that's what you need to tackle a Skyrim cheese wheel. You do, probably.
2: Yeah, yeah. I don't know how many that many. What kind of cheese do you think it is? It's. I mean, it's yellow and it's quite hard. An Edam? I think it could be. It could be a sort of an Edam or a cheddar. Like one of those good. One of the good cheeses. Mm. You know, not one of the ones that has like little dead flies in it or whatever they are. Yeah, the blue bits. Varicosed cheese. Yeah. Uh, not not one of those, and not a soft one either. It's like a a good good cheese, British hard cheese. Well,
1: I do like I do like the Dutch cheese as well. Yeah, me too. Well, the sort of you know the Germanic cheeses. You know, in fact, I do like most cheeses. I don't like. I I do as well. I like brie, and I and I Mm. like um and what's the other one? The one that's like brie that's not brie. Um, you know, you know the type. It's it's the soft cheese it's got a, it's got the rind on it you got to wait for it to ripen there's brie and then there's the other one everyone's yelling at me Camembert thank you there it is um so brie and camembert i like mozzarella. the mozzarella i like obviously i mean i wouldn't just eat mozzarella no, but... but... yeah mozzarella's fine um my favorite though is is the emmental and the and the edam and stuff which is yeah. so, which are kind of a little bit flavorless
2: but i really like them i think they're delicious i really like emmental and i never get i only ever get it when i'm in europe i only ever get can, it when i have diarrhea <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, but you can obviously get it here very easily uh in the supermarket but for some reason we just don't in my family but you then when we go to germany or france just on pick holiday, it all up get, or we get all we always have emmental well it's because they don't tend to have or you get less cheddar there than you do that's true. Here here. They
1: have loads of different brands and supermarkets' own brands. And it's all Emmental and, and, and Edam. Whereas in the UK, you have to buy like Leerdammer and or whatever, yeah. and you have to buy brand. My brands. The one other thing about Skyrim cheese.
2: How about that mammoth cheese? Ooh.
1: Oh, I don't know about that. No, I'm, I'm It's the same saying. with goat cheese for me. I've never had it, but I'm, I'm wary of it. Goat's
2: cheese is nice. I quite like goat's cheese. But the mammoth cheese that sits in a big sort of sack in a giant's camp. Oh, And it's it just oh. looks like it's sort of been melted, but no. not in a good way. No, no. And you pick it up and you see the, the water level go down in no. the sack. No, I don't like it. It just goes. I don't like,
1: I don't like that. Mm. I don't like that. It makes the same noise that it makes in Crash Bandicoot when you pick up a wumpa fruit.
2: Yeah, but a squelchy. It's like the wimper fruit has been sitting on the beach for a while. Yeah, I don't like that. No, I no, agree. I,
1: I really don't like that. I did enjoy our cheese conversation. That was totally irrelevant. Me too. It? I'm starving a now. One. Uh, I w- so hurry up. I'll make mine quick. <laughs> Any food from Final Fantasy 15? Oh, okay. That game. Have you seen the food from Final Fantasy? 15? I've seen
2: little bits of it. Yeah,
1: it's pra- it's just photorealistic. They're and are sitting it, around oh, together. It's so anything you cook is is so. So good. I'm just gonna get up any Final Fantasy 15 food. Are you ready? Is
2: that what you're going to type into Google? Any Final Fantasy 15 food.
1: 15 food. There we
2: go. Here we go.
1: Uh, images. Images. We're getting there. Oh, I mean, I
2: mean, look at those. Oh, oh, that look looks good. It. What is that supposed to be? Um, I don't even know, and I want it. It's some sort of meat-based. It is just a meat thing. Some greens with there. Some green, but. Good kind of greens. Yeah,
1: that game made me really hungry because there is an actual... Unlike most games, mm-hmm. which either... The only reason you pick up food is because they provide a very, very tiny health bonus. Right. So you might as well just use regular healing items like Fallout or Skyrim or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I believe that... I can't even remember. It's been so long since I played it. But I think Final Fantasy XV, because the camp is so important because you need that's where you level up and stuff. Mm-hmm. The food is equally important for like morale and happiness and i think even xp i can't i can't quite remember but the amount of food i saw in that game and i was like i want to see what this one looks like yeah oh now i'm hungry i'm never gonna have that time to order a pizza uh yeah any food from that game they went they went hard with the with the food designs they went ham they did go ham and every other variety of meats yeah great wow I can't believe we talked about cheese for so long. Okay, that was a little bit.
2: Um, have some water to fill my stomach. Okay.
1: That was a little bit uh, um, weird armor, wasn't it? A <laughs> bit,
2: bit weird You mean like sometimes, sometimes the news is a bit weird armour. It's weird news.
0: <laughs> yeah. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colours to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
2: Peter, it's weird news time. I can confirm. This just in. It's weird news time. Is
1: it, is it weird? Yes. Yes, it is. Yeah. Okay.
2: Would you like to go first? Uh, yeah, I really, I really want to go. For, please, can I go first? Yeah. Okay. Um, Jedi Fallen Order Patch, Nerf's photo mode. <laughs> Are we all aware of the verb nerf? It's to, you know, de, yeah. de-power. De-good. Sub- de-good it. Yeah. Uh, the subtitle is, yes, you read that right. Okay. Uh, this is from Owens Good. Ah, oh, i love that guy. Yeah, Owens not been de-gooded yet. Uh a nifty but unintentional power has been nerfed out of Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order with the game's latest patch. That's right. You can no longer destroy rockets using the game's photo mode. <laughs> Were you aware of this? No, I wasn't. No, I wasn't aware. Until this, it was nerfed out of the game. Shortly after photo mode was patched into the game on the 11th of December, players discovered a useful exploit. When an enemy fires a rocket at Cal, going into photo mode mid-flight and running the camera over the rocket will blow it up. (laughs) Some likened this to an extension of Cal's ability to force manipulate rockets, but nah, ain't supposed to work like that. Uh, And then there's a gif here. Of...
1: Okay, I see it. It's, All right, he's, so he's, he's frozen it. Frozen it. He's gone into photo
2: mode. He flies yeah. over to the rocket. Boom. I'm assuming, like gone.
1: in video game development terms, I'm assuming it's because the camera is is the thing that has the collision, right? It, I it's it's an extension of the collision there. So when you're moving it, if it hits something, it counts as you being hit. Yeah, but in, in, a way. in
2: most game photo modes, I imagine. That no. the photo camera doesn't have collision. Absolutely not. Accidentally. Or it's either collision or it just has some sort of entity within it that says, I am Cal, this is Cal's location. And so the moment that the rocket touches, quote unquote, Cal, oh, it blows up. God. Okay. Um, photo mode's camera also needed a fix because it could interact with trigger volumes within the levels that could potentially break the game, oh. Respawn Entertainment wrote in the patch notes. We've fixed this to ensure that you can continue playing the game after using photo mode. So what a treat!
1: So again, I'm assuming it's because it's an extension of of Cal's body. You, you can over fly like over a trigger that you're not meant to fly over yet if you don't have a power, for example. Yeah, and then potentially trigger a, a portion of the game that you can't. You're not meant to access and mm-hmm. just
2: absolutely break it. Yeah, sounds like that. I oh, think that's dear. what happened. There are several other bug fixes in the latest patch for Jedi Fallen Order. Also of note. The orange lightsaber pre-order exclusive has now been unlocked for all players. Oh. Which, I mean, I I didn't buy that. I didn't pre-order it, so that's didn't, good for me. Didn't know there was an orange lightsaber option. Yeah, there were, there were a couple of uh, pre-order bonuses. Can you have a red one? No. That's not fun, is it? There's like a special kind of uh, hilt and stuff, which I don't know if that's been unlocked. But orange saber was like one of the re- pre-order bonuses. And if I'd like paid money for that Mm. i might be a little bit annoyed that it's now available for everyone
1: yeah especially Um, if you're
2: thinking uh, especially when it's marketed as an an exclusive i'm sure it probably said in the terms and conditions like this will probably be made available later for everybody
1: yeah as long as it was a pre-order bonus rather than a pre-order exclusive i feel like that's that's a little different i feel like the word exclusive was just used in that article Mm Hmm. yeah i wouldn't be Necessarily be too happy. Also of note, the way. orange
2: lightsaber pre-order exclusive has now been unlocked for all players. Great. That seems a little okay. bit dodge, but anyway. Oh, well, there we go. We'll move That's, on. That is weird. Yeah, you can uh, do things. Well, you can no longer do things with photo mode. <laughs> um,
1: the photo mode is ridiculous in that game as well. I've I've only used it twice, and I've just taken two really unflattering shots of right, of Cal, of Cal like mid Cal. combat. Yeah, his weird combat face and his weird regular face. I don't think yeah. it has.
2: They added photo mode in, didn't? Uh, yeah, in December. I don't think it had photo mode when I was playing it. So oh, not, really? Not even had a go with it. I yeah.
1: accidentally triggered it the first time, and it's got a spotlight mode, so you can shine an artificial spotlight on the front of frame. Oh, so you can just illuminate all of Cal in the darkness. It's very <laughs> weird. You can just get some very strange shots. I might use one of them actually as the thumbnail for the video. <laughs> Talking of very
2: weird, yeah. Have you got a weird news? Yes, I have. Okay. Uh,
1: this, is, uh, this actually comes from Dan Lockie on Twitter. Oh. At DanLockie25, who, uh, who sent it to me. Uh, it's from Kotaku. Mm-hmm. Zach Zweizen. Is that how you'd pronounce that? Zach Zweizen? Yes. That Nailed is how it. I would pronounce that. Great name, Zach. Mm. ZZ. WWE 2K20 is having a rough New Year's Day. According to multiple reports from Reddit, Twitter, and YouTube, many people are unable to play the game now that it's 2020. Instead of working, the game just crashes when selecting most game modes including online and career. Oh god, what? So this is this is obviously a slightly older one. Yeah. But essentially as t- due to a Y2K like bug, WWE 2K20 is like almost unplayable in 2020.
2: Unbelievable. I was I was about to say it sounds like the millennium bug.
1: Yeah. Yes, if these reports are accurate, it sounds like WWE 2K20 is suffering from a Y2K-style bug. It seems that the game won't work properly if it detects the year 2020. Some folks are calling this bug Y2K20. Y2- Y2K20. Right. That was difficult to say. Yeah. Over on the WWE game subreddit, players are sharing stories of how their games stopped working after midnight when parts <laughs> of the US started entering the new year. Someone has even released a short video showcasing the current state of the game in this new year. And it's quite funny, actually. It's just a guy going, Oh, well, you know, new year. Maybe I'll play a bit of camp. Oh, it just freezes and crashes. Okay, no, fair enough. Maybe I'll play it- No, okay. Well, maybe I'll go look at the community creations. Oh, no, okay. No. And it just crashes every time. There does seem to be a workaround at the moment for players who want to do some wrestling in 2020. Mike, also known as the Shining the Shining Down, who runs the WWE Supercard subreddit, has tweeted out a way to get around the Y2K20 bug. All you have to do is, can
2: you guess? Change the date on your console.
1: Set the date of your console back one day and then reset your game. That should, according to him and some others who tried it, fix the issue. After doing this, according to Mike, you should be able to set your date back to normal and play online without crashing. Oh. 2019 wasn't a great year for WWE 2K20. (laughs) The game was pummeled by most critics and fans, and fans began sharing videos of how terrible some parts of the game looked across social media. 2020 seems to be going about as good so far for 2K20. And of course,
2: 2K have now fixed the bug. How was that even a bug? Because I understand how Y2K worked. It's because all the year counters from stuff went from 99 up to either like zero, 00 might have confused certain computers like why is the year set to 0 yeah. uh, or 99 might have ticked over to 100 zero, zero, which would have been fairly catastrophic i imagine right but 19 to 20 how
1: how I how is know. that a problem i don't know it's astonishing the game just wasn't finished was it no uh, yeah. fifa didn't have these issues other 2k series didn't have these issues mm-hmm. like nhl and so on Uh, It's just, oh, the sorry saga. It's just, it's a a whole
2: Fallout 76 barrel of fish, isn't it? It is not it yeah. Incidentally, top tip for this year. Yeah. If you're ever writing the date out by hand on an important document, don't just put slash 20 at the end. No. Because someone could put one nine on the end of that. If they wanted to mess with your document, they could turn 20... Into nineteen. Into two thousand and whatever. Two thousand and two. Oh, I
1: see. So they could they could add numbers on the end of the
2: the twenty.
1: Gotcha, I see. I thought you meant before. So said it's in nineteen twenty. I was like, that'd be a weird bit of vandalism. Uh, Well, I don't know. That's what I was wondering. No. Okay, you're right. Make sure you write out the full date on your checks and everything. Because there's people
2: around who want to change the year on your on your documents for some reason.
1: We call them Date fiddlers. Yes. And you've got to be careful. Look out for them. It's time for question three. Yes, it is. As tradition dictates, I'll read the name. Mm. This comes from Trevor
2: Price. Thank you, Trevor. Uh, Hi, Ben and Peter. Hello. Hope you had many sandwiches over the festive period. Oh, I actually didn't. Did you have a turkey sandwich at any point? No, because we didn't have turkey this year at my house what did you have just a big cheese
1: to big <laughs> cheese <Chessworth. A biz, laughs>
2: big <laughs> we did uh we no we had a, a ham had oh ham. that's nice. a big gammon a big gammon yeah
1: mm, um, lovely i had turkey and i didn't have a sandwich oh well, that's a shame everybody ate it
2: because <laughs> it was delicious i do really love gammon but i did i did Salty kind of gammon. miss miss the white meat mm. um that's us anyway never mind. white meat My question is as follows. If a game allows its cosmetics to be bought via microtransactions, does this result in it losing its value? For example, earning a golden gun from uh, thousands of kills shows that you're an experienced player. Uh, If it's available for money, though, uh, people uh, just assume you have daddy's uh, daddy's credit card. I can't talk today. I'm just thinking about food.
1: Yeah, cheese wheels and turkey. Yeah. Uh, Yes, I think you're bang on. I think it absolutely does devalue having skins of any kind. And I'll tell you why. Okay. Because. Yes. Microtransactions are not very fun. Even if they're just cosmetic, Mm -hmm. you know, people are still having to pay for things that really should be in the game for free. And if it's free to play, there's an argument to be made for that. But that's not the conversation that we're having today. However, if you go back to sort of early online shooters, and when I say early online, I mean console wise so you're talking yeah. PS3 Xbox 360 let's go back to call of duty 4 modern warfare for mm-hmm. example when somebody had a skin it's because they worked very hard to get it yeah. and you could see someone had a golden colored skin on their gun and you thought wow that person's the real really odelio
2: yeah it's like in halo They're uh, very cool. halo 3 there was a, an ability to get fire around your helmet and i think that was only unlockable through uh, well, that actually that might have been something to do with if you like worked with Bungie or something. But there were certainly like some crazy like Transformer, Power Ranger style helmets that you could get that were only unlockable through being good at the game. See
1: that that's cool. And yeah. you see that, and you think that person either is a very special person, mm. or they've worked very hard to get that. Oh, how do I get that? Oh, I'm going to work towards something to to get such and such. However, when you introduce the ability to buy things. And I know it you can still unlock stuff naturally. Yeah. There's no way of knowing now when you look at someone with a golden gun if they earned that legitimately or if they bought it. And it devalues it absolutely devalues the work of the, the people who, who who actually, you know, put in the hours to unlock something.
2: I totally agree with that in the instances where you either have the choice of buying it or unlocking it through true skill like definitely uh, you know that that is the case um, I think there are some games where things are only unlockable by purchasing it mm. um, and I think in that case it's still I think it has it still has less value than than the the notion of like having a, a trophy piece of armor or a, or you know a cool skin or something yeah. from being good at the game but at least if it's something where all right you see someone walking around with a big fancy golden gun that you can only buy yeah, you're not going to look at them and go, "Wow, they must be really good at the game." Mm-hmm. But you can still at least just look at that gun and go, "Oh, wow, that's that really expensive gun." Yeah. And yeah, I'm not going to be impressed that someone has either got Daddy's credit card or earns more money than I do and has more expendable income. But I can still look at a thing and go, "Wow, that's nice." In the same way that if I see a sports car drive past me in the street, I can go, "Oh, wow, nice." Yeah. Um, but they, yeah. they
1: must have worked really hard to unlock that. Yeah. Exactly. How many kills did you get?
2: <laughs> but uh, yeah, if if it's something that can either be unlocked with money or with kills, you know, you then don't know, do you? You just see someone running around with a golden gun like, oh, yeah. what? But did you, hmm, okay. And you're right, the people who did unlock it with hard work, it totally devalues their work more than anything else. It's like, you know, they they worked so hard for that and then people look at them and think, oh, you probably just bought that, didn't you? you yeah. bought that.
1: So if it's in a game where there's a mixture of being able to unlock stuff and also being able to pay for currency, either to just... Buy it outright or get it in a loot box, mm. then yeah, it, it completely devalues it because you don't know what people earned and what people paid for. Yeah. If it's like you said in a game where you can only buy things, then it's not so damaging because everyone's running around and able on a level playing field essentially. Yeah. Uh, however, there, you know, there's there's a better way to do it. I feel like if if they were, were insistent on doing the sort of loot box thing, then why not set it so that because obviously if if there are no microtransactions and you can only un- unlock skins in the game normally mm-hmm. uh, by working hard at it, then everyone's going to be wearing the same stuff and using the same stuff. Why not set it, if they want these loot box surprise mechanics in there, why not set it so that, depending on the level you are in-game, or even if you do buy the loot boxes, the the potential random cosmetic rewards are tiered. Yeah. So you're only level five, so y- you can only get one of... 40 items Mm. or you're only you've only got 40 kills with this gun so you're not going to get a skin for it
2: yeah
1: uh so that way you're you're still allowing people to buy them but they're gated depending on how hard they've worked towards the thing and there's variety in what skins people can have so yeah i feel like there's there's a middle ground to be reached but if if you are just straight up Saying, I'd like the gold gun skin. I'll buy that. There's a guy running around with a red gun skin that he's earned in game, and I'm new to the game. I look at both of them and I think, well, you probably both paid for them. Yeah, I think it does. It does sort of ruin it.
2: Yeah, I think there, there probably are some games where it does limit like what you can unlock. Uh, from a crate like based on your level but it's certainly not a standard so you know
1: also i don't play online games anymore so i I just just can't be asked you know let them let them dab and running man and whatever do the carlton dance the harlem shake Shake. not to be dismissive of course because some people really enjoy those games and it's how they unwind and all the power to you but i just can't be asked No. pretty much since the the advent of all these skins and microtransactions it's now just such a barrier for entry for me. Pretty I just much can't be bothered to navigate it all. For me, it's since Daddy took away his credit card. Yeah, me. no, I don't me want to too. Play those actually, games Since my parents took away my debit card when they found out I was buying naughty games yeah. online that I shouldn't have.
2: You're gonna have to get That's your, your friend's it. mum to buy you a golden yeah, gun. Yeah, yeah. to get Susan in. She'll yeah. buy it.
1: Right. It is time, Peter, to mm-hmm. move on to a <laughs> M- M- mashes of gungus, gungus. discussion. gungus a uh, Hugh gungus. Discussion. It's big
2: discussion time. It couldn't be any bit. Well, it could be bigger. We've we've done some bigger discussions, but it's a pretty big one. Ah, it's a pretty big one to kick <laughs> off to kick off the year, the first proper
1: podcast of the year. Peter, who's it from? Ginny. and Ginny says, "Oh, thanks for recycling with O2 Recycle. Your device has been processed, and you'll be paid by the payment method you selected at the time of your order." Thank you, O2. You're welcome, Ginny. Thank you for... Uh... what Ginny said to you? Yeah, Ginny just dropped Does me Ginny a message there. Because Ginny. Mm. Gin mm-hmm. That sounds like a Star War. Do you think? Gin I think it sounds like a samurai. Oh, you think? Yeah. You think? I am Gin Should we just keep saying you think to each other? I think. You think? Mm. Mm, okay. Ginny. Ginny says, A friend and I have been debating who is going to win the next-gen console launch. We're both Sony supporters, but whereas he's not concerned about the PS5 launch and thinks they have it under control, I am slightly worried. Sony has been extremely reluctant to tell us anything, and they did go through a change of leadership last year, but Microsoft has shown us the Series X, and seems to have been planning long in advance in terms of games with all of the studios they acquired. Now, I'm not expecting a Stadia-level disappointing launch, but I don't want Sony to go into this next-gen lagging behind. So, what do you boys think? Is Sony so confident that they don't feel the need to show the PS5 off, or are they not as ready for this launch?
2: Can I just say that questions like that are poles apart from the people who say <laughs> every week, what's your favorite game ever that you've ever played? <laughs> we love all of our patrons. <laughs> we <each> do <laughs> love all of our patrons, but we have answered that question a thousand times. Yes.
1: There's a good chance if you ask a question that you that you don't think is like that, we have answered it in some form over the past nearly 50 episodes so mm. we don't we we repeat ourselves almost constantly anyway but yeah. if we've asked if we've, if we've answered questions similar to that then we won't we won't go near them
2: my point was less about those people but more more about those Ginny people those people it was more about the fact that ginny has put put together a very uh, good question there fantastical th- 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 question well thought out
1: now as we've both made clear as well we're sort of sony boys too mm. um or girls so it's been an interesting I mean it's such a weird thing isn't it because both the consoles are launching at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. We've got the, the the PlayStation 5, we've got the Xbox Series X the which Xbox Six. the Xbox which may or may not just be called the Xbox and the Series X is just the model
2: that they're going to be launching with yeah. or the model they're talking about at the moment but Microsoft hasn't clarified that yet. Because they're talking about not doing any sort of new gen games of their own at the moment right uh, or that well they they're basically not talking about next gen yet as such they're just saying you know there aren't going to be any like launch titles for it, which mm. kind of implies that it's just another form of their current console
1: well there will be launch titles, but it's just that they're not
2: I thought they said there wouldn't be any
1: there's not going to be any exclusives, there on it. exclusives. so there for the first year I think with Xbox mm. they're any game that releases for Xbox Series X will be on Xbox yeah, One. No generational as well. exclusives. Yes, is what I mean. yeah, yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Um, so it's the, everyone's taking a very strange approach to this Xbox are going to be at E3. Mm -hmm. Sony are not going to be at E3 again, so they've said. It's very apparent that they've fallen out with the ESA who organise E3 in some capacity, because why wouldn't they go? Even though they've said, we have the greatest respect for the ESA, blah, blah, blah. They've said that they're going to be attending hundreds of consumer events across the globe instead, Yes, which is a a little bit weird. But obviously, they're going to have a big announcement soon to show off everything. Yeah, surely. Because they were at CES where they showed off the logo. That was worth staying up for. That was a fun watch yeah. for about five I'd minutes. would rather go to CES, to be honest. <laughs> they did have a big change of leadership last year. It seems some people may have been forced out. Mm-hmm. They're not very um, uh, sort of personality-driven like they were at the beginning of the PS4 life cycle where they had, you know, the, the, the head honchos were sort of their own personalities mm. who, who they'd bring out and people would know who they were, Shuhei Yoshida and stuff. They've sort of been brought back in and and told to be quiet or something something's changed there and do they even
2: need them if they're not going to be at e3
1: well that's it right because they have they have sold a staggering number of playstation 4s yeah they are absolutely the market leader right now Mm. and they people this is this is the difficult thing to sort of be patient for and i'm as guilty of it as everybody else is i want to know how much it's going to cost what it looks like and and when i can buy one yeah But they're sort of drip-feeding information. But every time they do, they have everybody's attention.
2: i tell you what happens every time they do, is that an article gets posted about it, but because they've not released an image for it yet, that really (laughs) ugly dev kit gets put out. And there are definitely some less informed people out there who Mm. think that that's what the PS5 is going to look like. And that's probably quite damaging, actually, for... You know, it's, it's only a small section of the potential audience, I think, actually look at that and think, mm. that's the actual design. Well, they've shown but off
1: the logo now. They have so now we get to logo. see PS5 every time instead. So they might
2: just put that in these articles instead. But there yeah. will definitely be a subsection of the potential audience that Sony should maybe start thinking about, like, putting out some kind of image for these news sites to use because yeah. people will be looking at that thinking, that is ugly as hell. <laughs> um,
1: it's It's all very bizarre because Sony obviously first started talking about the PlayStation 5, in that Wired article, which everyone went crazy for. And it's like, that's very weird. Why are they doing it that way? Yeah, But it got a lot of attention. Uh, as people have pointed out, when they announced their logo, I think, they posted it on Instagram. And it got uh, like a bajillion likes Even and stuff. Just... People, people are just insanely excited about this thing. Um, M- Microsoft showed off their box at the game awards which is again quite an unconventional and weird place to mm. do a console announcement you would have thought they would have their own event like they did with the Xbox one PlayStation i imagine very soon will show off the PS5 probably in the next couple of months if, mm-hmm. especially if they're going to start attending consumer shows to actually let people play it yeah but true. in the meantime speculation is is bound to be rampant about what's going on behind the scenes is everything okay i think they just they just don't need to try as hard yeah i think they've got quite i don't it's again it's speculation we don't know if this is a strategy or not but if it is a strategy it appears to be paying off because everybody is talking about them yeah everybody's waiting and everybody's speculating whereas with xbox and this is you know this is absolutely not me bashing on xbox at all but we know what it is we've Mm -hmm. seen it now and so nobody's really talking about it until they announce the price or perhaps even until E3 whereas Sony is dominating the conversation and has done ever since that Wired article because of the speculation and the the
2: anticipation yeah I think
1: they'll have a fine launch we'll find out about some fun launch exclusives probably Horizon Zero Dawn 2 is a heavily rumoured one Mm. Um, and then as the year ramps up they'll continue to release information beyond their big announce event whenever that is yeah and I just think I I don't I'm not predicting who's going to do better or win here but I don't think there's anything to worry about with PlayStation both companies are taking vastly different approaches to this generation than the last generation yeah and I think Xbox has definitely learned from the mistakes of the beginning of the last generation and Sony is just doing its own thing because it can afford
2: to yeah they've
1: done so well this generation I don't think there's anything to worry about from either company but it's it's very exciting and a bit stressful to watch it all unfold
2: well that's the thing i think like everything that's happened in in the current generation is what has led to both behaviors from sony and microsoft at the moment so sony have done so well with the ps4 that mm. they do kind of think well we can just people are going to buy it people are going to be interested it's kind of it reminds me uh, in in a similar way of like to a certain extent, how uh, The Last of Us 2 is being treated in that, yeah, we've been given, uh, you know, a fair bit of information, but there's still, people are still constantly wanting more uh, Mm. in terms of, you know, pre-release stuff and seeing trailers and things. But Naughty Dog have known for a long time and have been, like, deliberately teasing the fact that we don't really have to push this game too much and people Mm. are just going to buy it. And in the same way, I think, like, Sony know that when it finally comes to the time that they're going to do a, a big announcement, that's all that they need to do. You know, they don't have to keep like giving little, little. You want a, you little, want a little breadcrumb. You want a little bit. Extra you want a PlayStation Just breadcrumb. Keep you going. No, no, they don't need to do that. Um, and likewise, you know, Microsoft didn't do so well. Uh, relatively speaking, in uh, the current generation. They had a very bad start. Yeah. And they've
1: definitely learned from that.
2: Which, and I think, like, one of the issues that we always bring up when people say, what's better, PS4 or uh, Xbox, uh, would be the exclusives issue. Mm. And lo and behold, they're now talking about not having... their own exclusive games going forward, or to to a certain extent, a games not exclusive to the to, new console. Yeah, anyway, yeah. Um, for so the first year. So you know, you kind of it, it's a it's a weird thing given that those are supposed to be the two major players. Mm. Uh, also, I guess Nintendo Switch as well. Well, but,
1: Nintendo like Nintendo's not part of this conversation it's because got its own thing. Going Nintendo's on. just in a lane doing doing fantastically on its own. Yeah, like, it's it's it's. It was barely part of the, either of the last two console cycles. I know the Wii U didn't quite do as well as everyone hoped, but mm. like Nintendo is it's just... like
2: half a step out of phase, isn't it, with everyone else? Yeah, but they, like they don't they don't need to
1: be no, because yeah. they've got their they've got this huge audience of their own, and they're they're doing
2: brilliantly on their exactly. Own, so that, that's what I mean is, is it's a weird situation that we find ourselves in now that probably for the first time ever we're going into a new console generation with the two major players having such different strategies that like the competition is isn't even going to be like for like like it's always been let's compare all the hardware okay let's compare the ex- exclusive games and and now in this first year of the next consoles we've got ps5 presumably going to launch with a whole load of stuff that may well be only on the ps5 and not on the ps4 mm. uh versus uh uh from microsoft a bunch of games that yeah all right come out on the series x but if they're also going to be playable on the xbox one are they going to have to like temper the the quality and the content of well, those games they'll be
1: developing it for two systems exactly so, so yeah
2: they they will, they for will. The first year xbox are going to be bringing out stuff that's not exactly um sort of next gen level content potentially which is really strange as far as competition goes
1: this is microsoft's interesting approach that that will be fascinating to watch unfold over the next generation even over the next year is Mm -hmm. that they're really pushing this games pass thing yeah and they're really pushing the backwards compatibility as well and there's talk about potentially microsoft getting Xbox on Switch and stuff, you mm-hmm. know, with their with their relationship with Nintendo, you know, just having their platform there where people could potentially stream games. Apparently, their streaming service is XCloud. I'm not entirely sure. Yeah. Apparently, their streaming service is very impressive. Um, so it it's it's going to be interesting to see if if Microsoft themselves actually just start to. They've got a physical box you can buy mm-hmm. that can run the games, but actually they're moving more towards Xbox as a, as a service, a service. Yeah, that's yeah. on lots of di- as many different things as they can get. So we may well just see Microsoft move away from consoles altogether towards the ends of this generation. And Xbox is an app you can get on your PS5. Yeah, you know who's who's to say what's going to happen? So you got that. We've, uh, Ginny also asks about getting very passionate about this. Mm-hmm. Just trying to talk fast so I don't forget what I'm trying to say. Ginny also talks about Xbox acquiring lots of studios. Xbox didn't really have many studios to begin with. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be interesting to see. I'm, I'm bummed out about some of them, like the um, uh, Obsidian, because I really like The Outer Worlds. right? And I'd love to play The Outer Worlds too. But if Xbox move in the direction of, you can get the Xbox yeah. app on your PS5, then there's a good chance I'll be able to play it anyway, because mm-hmm. Microsoft is still making the money from it. Um And uh, PlayStation's got a huge stable of fantastic first-party developers, and uh, they've got great third-party relations and second-party relations as well. Uh, I know their their sort of agreement with Quantic Dream has come to an end now, but it's that sort of calibre of relationship that they can cultivate that you should not be worried about any new games or anything. If anything, the competition... Provided by Microsoft is a, is a good thing mm-hmm. because it will drive Sony to work harder and and yeah. and pump more money into their exclusives. Um, there was one more thing I was going to say, and I think it has gone from
2: my brain. Okay, and that's well, that's a real shame. It may come to you, but I I definitely I agree with the idea that potentially we may see uh, Microsoft completely changing their their whole strategy even more. Uh, you know, as as the years uh, go by, um, because. When they showed off the Series X for the first time at the Game Awards, I looked at that and thought, well, when, when they were running the VT, I was thinking, okay, is, is this going to be the next-gen thing or not? And then the longer it went on, I was like, uh, I'm, I don't know if that's the next Xbox or if that's just another step, you know, like the Xbox One S. Mm. I was like, what, what is this? And then they said, it's called... The series X, and I was like, okay, that also doesn't help <laughs> they've not they've not called it the xbox two they've not called it the seven twenty you know what what is this thing and it was even since then, even though they've actually showed now uh, they they showed a, a physical thing after the v t yeah, I still haven't yet decided and it, it's still unclear for everyone I think whether this truly is the next gen xbox or right. whether it's some sort of games console machine that's not synonymous with an xbox one but also not quite on the same rung as a ps5 intentionally so it's a really strange thing and i think we've got to just see where this goes it supports the xbox service whatever
1: it yeah. is. you know you've got xbox is now on pcs you know you got mm-hmm. the xbox app on there and stuff so i do remember what i was going to say mm-hmm. uh, in regards to sort of uh naughty dogs approach to the last of version people are just going to buy it and so on yeah I think this is very different from arrogant Sony. We've seen arrogant Sony before with the PS3 launch. You know, the PS2 sold five trillion units or whatever. Yeah. And they're just like, well, you g- the PS3, it'll kick your ass. Yeah. Buy it. And We can charge whatever we want. We've seen that. And we know that they daren't repeat that because they worked the, the whole way through the PS3 life cycle. To claw back and eventually sell more than the Xbox 360. Mm-hmm. But there was it there was a huge turnaround in terms of their public perception and how they presented themselves to consumers. Yeah. And they sort of held that through most of the PS4 life cycle and have got sort of quieter towards the end. And now they're in a position where I don't think this is ne- necessarily belies arrogance as mm. as much as it it shows that they are in an extremely strong position in the industry. And they just. Don't need to let everybody know exactly what's going on immediately, and they're slowly letting us know bits and pieces. And I I would like to think there's some kind of strategy in place, and I imagine there is. But I I feel like it's worth pointing out that this isn't. I I feel like this isn't Sony sort of resting on their laurels or being like, "Eh, "Well, when we announce it, you're all going to buy it anyway." I feel like this is a very deliberate move to have as many people talking about them as possible.
2: Yeah, no, I mean, I, I sort of paraphrasing that, I said it in that kind of tone, like, oh, well, people bite but the reason I, I deliberately picked The Last of Us as an example is it's a similar thing, in that I don't think Naughty Dog are arrogant people. No. An arrogant studio. They just know that, largely speaking, they have done very well over the past few years, and they know that people are very much anticipating their next move, um, and they're just quietly confident, and they think, like, yeah. we don't need to... Uh, you know our our reputation is high enough that we don't need to keep reminding people that we exist you know like another studio or you know if there was some uh, fourth uh, console developer out there Mm. uh, that wasn't doing as well might need to Stadia yeah, exactly. Stadia might need to keep deliberately making stories about themselves like, oh, we've announced this aspect of our hardware. You can to...
1: charge your controller now exactly. when, when it's yeah. off.
2: Just to keep themselves actually in the news. Yeah. But PlayStation, like Naughty Dog, don't really need to do that. And they're just yeah. thinking, OK, when the time comes, we'll announce it. People will be ready to... To listen to us, and that's absolutely that's fine yeah I um, who's who's to say what's going to
0: happen?
1: We still don't really know what PlayStation is doing, we still don't really know what Microsoft's approach is. this weird oh I say weird that sounds sort of derogatory this this unusual approach to 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 a new generation of consoles and hardware or and and Xbox as a service or what have you it it it's we're just about getting our heads around it and and I know that they haven't properly clarified yet. But it, it's probably going to confuse consumers, especially if yeah. the Xbox Series X is the first thing that they launch with, and there's no other options, and they don't clearly communicate that Xbox is now just Xbox. Mm. Whatever you buy is is just Xbox. Yeah. Um. So that that may hurt them in the long run. PlayStation, however, have a have a very st- have a huge install base. They've got a very strong. Uh, name, because it just makes sense, the PlayStation 5. That's the next one after yeah. the PlayStation 4. Of course, that makes sense. So I'd be very surprised when it comes to the console launches if the PlayStation 5 doesn't do extraordinarily well mm-hmm. almost immediately. But there's no telling. We d- we don't know what's going to happen. I wouldn't be worried, but I would be very interested to see what happens in the next sort of six months, especially, you know, just past E3, because that's when it's really going to kick off. Yeah. Uh, so... There we go. I personally wouldn't worry about PlayStation. Would no. you?
2: No, I'm not worried about PlayStation and I'm not worried about Xbox either. I no. think at first I thought what well, this is a weird like you say, it's a weird move uh, and I almost in a derogatory way I think at first I thought what are they doing now? Look at that thing. That's actually, silly. I think it's a really interesting move and it could you know, it could work really well for them. Um, yeah. And there's no reason that everyone has to play the game the same way if you'll pardon the pun playing the game but uh you know to 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 work in this industry in exactly the same way like we like you say nintendo have now proved that like we don't have to be bringing out a console at the same time as everyone else you know what not going to bring out our n64 at the same yeah. time as the ps1 We're mm-hmm. going to bring out a switch like two years ago because yeah. we want to and we're probably not going to bring out the next console for three four five years yeah. uh you know when the PS five is already, you know, five years old or whatever. Yeah. They're they're out of phase and they're doing fine with it.
1: They're in their own lane. Exactly. And moisturized.
2: Yeah. Flourishing. Exactly. Uh yeah. Um, Nintendo are doing. And there's no reason tight. why Xbox can't say we're not we're not trying to do a PS five direct um no. rival. Uh, we're we're doing our own thing. This isn't the eighth gen or whatever the yeah.
1: hell it is currently. This is just this is just how we're going to do it now. A new product that we've come up with. We're Nintendo. We're doing a Nintendo Direct next week. Surprise. Yeah. We're not coming to E3, but you want to hear about all our new games? Next week, watch it. And people do. Yeah. You can you can carve out your own niche. You don't have to stick to the status quo. And mm. it seems that neither company really are doing that Yeah. this generation, which is really exciting. Well, there we go. That was a big discussion. Don't feel like we've had a discussion quite so big in a while. No. Peter. Yes. If people wanted to let us know what they thought about all the things we've discussed today... Where would they go to find us and how would they get in contact with us?
2: I just turned the page to look at the notes, even though I know it all <laughs> off my heart. <laughs> you can uh, see all of our content on youtube.com and twitch.tv forward slash team triple we got social media, uh, which is facebook and twitter.com forward slash team triple I'd like to thank, by the way, talking of the uh, the Twitch and the YouTube. When mm-hmm. we do streams, we've got some mods over there. No. Lord Brotovic and Cecil Prumps. <gasps> Thanks. Thank you. For stopping all the people who say things like poo. Yeah, stop the, the poo words. Stop it. Uh, we've got a Patreon, patreon.com forward slash team triple jump. We've got all kinds of rewards over there. Mm-hmm. You get worst games ever early. You can go into a special room in our Discord. That Discord is bit.ly forward slash team triple jump. And the mods over there are Jack and Joe and Crimson Dragonfly, or mm-hmm. Drimson Dragonfly, Trim- as they've changed their name to. Yeah. Uh, if you want to get the uh, audio version of this podcast, if you're watching on YouTube right now, you can go to play.acast.com forward slash s forward slash triple jump. Yeah. And finally, the website is mm If you go forward slash shop as well, you can buy these fine
1: shirts mm. that we're wearing on camera currently. There's a pocket peach shirt and there's a logo. Triple shirt. jump rising sun logo shirt. I think is what it's called. Mm. There we go. I need a new one of these. Been wearing it for about a year. You yeah. know when you wear shirts for a while, and it's not because you're a sweaty boy. It's because you wear deodorant, and mm. so you slowly start to get deodorant marks under your arms. Right, it's kind of embarrassing. Uh-huh. I need a new one. I can't. I can't stretch anymore because I can't. Oh, cause I can't show off. Marks. Can't show off my deodorant stains. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you'd like to follow us on Instagram, you can do at thatpeterostin and at benpotter20 on Twitter at that Peter Austin and at confused underscore dude. We do lists every Tuesday and Thursdays. Streams every Monday, Tuesday and Thursday. Monday and Tuesday being on Twitch and the solo streams and Thursday being on YouTube and the joint stream plays it. Mm. Worst Games is fortnightly. Friday for patrons of a certain tier. That's just $5, by the way. Patreon.com forward slash Team triple Jump And Sunday for everybody else. It's not a Worst Games week this week week but it will be next week yes it will. So get excited uh, hey. the podcast is every Saturday and uh, we have got a load of shows we do as well that we sprinkle in between worst games ever weeks as and when they are available to go out mm-hmm. please leave a review on iTunes or your platform of choice it helps something to do with Al Gore rhythms. and we've just got time for Peter's
2: last sponsor hey have you got cysts yes do you, you don't want any more cysts do you want them to go away yes Resident Evil 3 Neversists from Umbrella Corp. No Forward slash. St- yes. It's just a forward slash. Yes. Good. The end. The end. Bye. Bye.